Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. Okay, I have no idea how much music we can get away with before it is uh, copyright, but I think everybody listening now knows our dirty secret, which is that we use the song Vangabus to amp ourselves up before we record. Uh, I had read a while ago that uh, a bunch of uh, podcasts where the people are in the same room, if it's a high energy thing, that they had a, uh, a kind of a pre-game ritual. And I was like, oh, we don't have anything. And I mentioned that one day and Jake just started playing Vangabus as a joke. And it became the thing that actually puts us in a good mood. So uh, there's our interesting little tidbit. We danced to Vangabus at the beginning of each recording. I'm still dancing. He's and still it's dancing. Long over. Um, so we've got some names uh, to read off. Uh, these are our uh, March additions to the Patreon. Uh, so we would like to thank them. Uh, Anastasia V, Cameron D, David A, Jesse S, Joel S, Kimmy, Maddie Y, Michelle S, all the way from Germany, uh, Mike M, Morgan B, Sherman J, and Susan and Brian. Uh, so thank you guys for joining us. You know what, guys? Yeah? I've been so focused on the fact that I feel like we're kind of coming up to the end of the first season. We're about to have our 50th episode. And that's the make or break for podcasts. Episode 50 better be a real banger, because if it is not... <laughs> If Gone. this podcast was a person, they'd be half dead. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> easily, uh, easily half So dead. we're going to do something a little special for uh, our 50th episode. Uh, Rachel has posted a thing today, and she's told me that we've already gotten like a dozen questions just from uh, her sharing it. Uh, but if you've got some questions that you would like us to answer about the podcast, about our process, about whatever, uh, there is a link that Rachel has shared on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. You can click on it, and it'll take you to a Google document and uh, ask us a question. And uh, we will go through and read these questions and attempt to answer them. Um, and if there are too many, we'll save uh, some of them for a little something we've got coming later. I do apologize. Uh, I am still 
fighting this cold. Two days before C2E2, I went down like Tyson in the third round and had to go to the doctor. I did not think I was going to make it to C2E2. And I didn't have a voice, but I have one now to an extent. But this episode is going to sound a little rough. You sound good, man. Because I feel like a hot train wreck. And that I mean, like it's a train that has wrecked with a bunch of models on it. Mm. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> so all of the also the, a very the, sad like, day. The beefcakes. Well, they all survived because they're so oh. muscly that they just. Oh, it's the beefcakes. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Have I told you guys the story of my friend in high school who got in a car crash, rolled the car, but he was such a buff dude that he just literally held himself in place. No, <laughs> he was. He has. He lifted weights every single day from like eighth grade he is still like the single strongest person i know he is unbelievable they were in an suv they were i don't remember what but he was in the back seat and they start to wreck and the thing starts to roll and he put a hand up and made it through the roll completely in his seat and in the end of it there was just a handprint dent in the top of the car <laughs> God. from the amount of pressure he put in place to keep Holy himself there shit while we were at C2E2, though, I did make good on my promise, and I brought the rest of that werewolf serum. That was so much fun to and watch. it lasted an hour. I could not believe the number of people who were like, yes, please, absolutely, I want to try this. So we stole some ketchup holders from a oh. uh, certain restaurant. <laughs> I thought you were going to, like, fool them into I mean, just drinking ketchup. <laughs> Watered down ketchup. We're a bunch of jokesters. <laughs> uh, and so we gave out these shots in uh, in little ketchup holders. Uh, so I will definitely be, I'm probably going to start pretty soon, I'm just going to start distilling a bottle of gin every couple of weeks so that I've got a ton of it to take to Dragon Con because <laughs> you want to know the problem, TJ? What's that? Is it's like the real werewolf serum. Like I had it a second and third time while I was there and I was like, every time it's not so bad, I kind of like it. <laughs> so if you're coming to Dragon Con, we're going to bring a lot of werewolf serum. Yeah, we are. I want to give a shout out actually on that to uh, of all the people that I watched, you know, take it and squirm. Uh, Derek swished it around in his mouth. Sure did. For like 30 seconds, getting it in every crevasse. And it was amazing. He took it like a champ. It yeah. was superb. Because it doesn't take effect until the air hits your mouth. And so I said to him, I was like, oh, yeah, what you're going to notice is the effect on like your tongue and your lips is going to vibrate. And so he took the shot and just started swishing it around. And I went, oh, but you got to let the air hit it. And he goes, mm. and he opened his mouth. And I have never seen that man so happy. <laughs> like the sheer joy that spread across his face. He's like, this is I have to buy some of these. Uh, so Derek, here's to you. You can get a three pack for five gear points. <laughs> yes, exactly. TJ, you are in your subterranean lair holding Tass just a couple of inches off the ground where you have caught him and Rev has run over as Jake has reappeared in the room, his hammer falling to the ground and shattering and Tass is starting to come to. Oh God, where's Jake? Uh, he's right here. Are you okay? Uh, I feel like I'm probably just kind of like looking at my empty hands and the rubble on the ground and trying to figure out what the hell just happened. So I don't respond. Oh, God. Oh, my God. This is bad, guys. This is bad. This is really bad. Why? What What happened? The The gods, the, the divine, they're, I think they're getting killed. I think Koshay's killing them right now. What have I done? I'm going to look down at Jake's uh, hammer and I'm going to start collecting the pieces. Yeah, you have no problem. Jake is just kind of standing there looking down at them and TJ comes into your view and starts picking up scrap. I, I mean, I guess I'll help. 
brush it all together and like put the big chunks in my palms and i don't know what he's doing but i'm i don't know what else to do yeah right i'm gonna start collecting them and um i don't know put them on a table an examination table and (laughs) i i i don't know this is crazy yeah you start looking through the pieces and before i mean you saw his hammer it was very dense metal and now it looks like just chunks of old concrete i'm just gonna keep them collected and uh what what happened where'd you go uh i i went and saw the defender and he he talked to me and he told me that that they're leaving that they're gonna die and that that's the reason he didn't know what was gonna happen to us and that we could still do it but without them He's right. I saw it. I saw it happening. I did this. I let him go. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. How? How? How could he even get there? Where are they? I don't even know where they are. I didn't even know that they were that they were corporeal or like, what was Koshay? I don't know. I thought he was an immortal dude. How did he get to the god plane? I don't know. If it took 10 people to bring him down... Those five aren't going to do it. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I'd just be kind of trying to run through the Rolodex of things I can normally do mm-hmm. and seeing if any of it still works. All right. So let's talk about your new playbook, Jake. <gasps> yeah. What? Oh. So first, let's give credit where credit is due. Abby Cable and Sage Munson. This is their custom playbook uh, that I found through one of the Monster of the Week forums. It is called The Protector. So, Jake, if you'd like to read us, what is the protector's little tagline? Uh, no one said this monster hunting was going to be easy, but I refuse to sit around and let my loved ones die if I can do something about it. I'm the only one willing to put myself on the line, so why shouldn't it be me? I don't see anyone else stepping forward. Shit. Which sounds a little reductive of your guys' efforts, but uh, <laughs> I'm going through some stuff right now. Yeah. So. yeah. so let's go through your character moves. We won't necessarily go through all of them, but the thing that is really interesting about this playbook is that it mimics the training that Jake has had as the divine of the defender. The moves are similar or might encompass some of the same ideas that it would make sense that Jake can still do. So I guess starting off, what is the move that you are automatically given with this playbook? Uh, By default, I have I can't lose you when another hunter dies in play. You must spend luck to save them. If you are out of luck, you take the tremendous hit for them instead and die in martyrdom. Wow. Oh, shit. And so, again, I think this goes along with the idea that Jake knows whatever the defender had left, he gave to me because my job isn't done yet, that TJ still has something to do. Oh, TJ, let's just jump into every stupid situation we can. Mm Mm-hmm. Just need eight of them. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and then you get to pick three moves. Uh, So what are the three you're going to take? I'm going to go with uh, I've got your back. When you protect someone, you automatically treat your role as if it were a 10 plus. Additionally, once per mystery, if someone near you goes unstable, you can instantly stabilize them. Ooh. So that's kind of like one of the ones I already had. Never again. It's like never again on steroids. Nice. Um, Hardened. You gain one armor from a sheer will to survive to protect those you care about. Jeez. Also, your Kevlar body armor doesn't hurt. No. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if I can, can I just still have my divine armor? Because it was also just one armor. Yeah, I think that like it looks a little dull in comparison. But yeah, I think that you can just keep that for flavor. Yeah. Uh, and then you'll have to go through me. 
When a monster is threatening someone, you can step between them and challenge the monster. The monster must instantly target you instead. Whenever you intentionally and willingly put yourself in deadly harm's way for another, mark experience. Oh. Wow. All right. And what are your stats? Uh, my stats now are, I went with charm plus one, cool minus one, sharp zero, tough plus two, weird plus one. Uh, I imagine that my cool has dropped significantly because I'm kind of shaken to the core here. Like the, the foundations of the things I believed is has literally died mm-hmm. and it has just kind of affected my cool. Makes a lot of sense. And uh, what is your weird move going to be? Uh, I'm going to stick with no limits. Um, and so, you know, I think with the plus one weird still that I'll be able to pull that off. But I mean, that's been a huge portion of who I am so far. So yeah. I'm going to I'm going to keep it. Oh, no, we can't teleport anymore. That's true. There's a lot of uh, road montages from here on out. Yep. It's going to get very supernatural very quickly. <laughs> uh, and then I get to pick two pieces of gear. Uh, I'm going to go with chains, which are two harm, area, messy, restraining, and a riot shield, which is no harm, but is one armor. So uh, I've been kind of speculating on getting a shield anyway for like when I had the sword, like being a sword and board fighter. So now I'm kind of going to be that anyway. I'm going to get the shield. Uh, I think actually I'm probably going to lean on the stun knuckles that I already had to try and maintain the image and kind of the power set that I've had to the best of my ability. Um, so I'll, I have the chains, but I think I'm going to primarily do the knuckles. Okay. And yeah, I we didn't really mention this kind of in the moment, but once you're all standing around that table and kind of dealing with things, there is a pile of stuff where Jake was. I think you're, when your dimensional pocket disappeared, <sighs> that everything just fell onto the ground there. So I, I need like a backpack. <laughs> is there a backpack yeah. in here anywhere? I've got a backpack. An extra one? No, you just got to share space with him. Yep. I'm just going to run by Target when we leave and grab a, <laughs> grab a Jan Sport. Speaking of, when you leave, nobody knows how to leave except for TJ. And you can't teleport inside anymore. <laughs> and Rev. I told. Oh, that's true. Rev and Rev. Yeah, Rev knows. Oh, yeah. Sorry, buddy. You're going to have to show us how to get in and out of here. Right. And so I probably take them through the, the motions. Uh, there's the... The locks. There's the the biometrics. Um, I I set them up with that. There's the um, the the riddle they have to solve. Um, <laughs> it's a sphinx. There's a guy with like a card that he holds up, and you have to know what's on the card. And um, if you know, you get shocked. <laughs> yeah, but also there's the you know the the secret entryway in the alleyway that holds Jake's car. All right, and it's there right now. Yeah. Ta-da! Deus ex machine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, where do I... Are these just things? Am I just gathering this shit that was inexplicably in TJ's lair? Yeah, I think that he has collected stuff, that Rev brought all his stuff here. I don't think any of this is wild enough that you couldn't justify just finding it in TJ's lair. Sure, and I'm sure my, uh, my workshop could easily make simple things like chains and a shield even. That's actually how he shows you how to get into his secret layer is he just takes the chains off the door. That's the secret. (laughs) (laughs) And and he hands them to me and I hold them and then I kind of like heft them and look at them and I'm like, yeah, swing them above my head like a cat of nine. Okay, well, no sense dwelling on it. We got shit to do. Let's go do it. Uh, okay. Are, are you okay with it? Like, are you good to go? Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, just the hammer fell apart and I, I just didn't know, I don't know if you still had any juice left, so to speak, or if you're, you're just gonna go take care of business. I don't see any other option. Yeah. I mean, I guess I was just there. I'm not just gonna not. All right, man. If anybody's capable in this group, it's you. So let's go kick some ass, I guess. 
What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what it means. Yeah, if we are anything, we are adaptable to new situations like this, and we are going to kick butt no matter what. I think they're like seeming pretty positive and let's go get them here as best as can be in this situation, but I am not. I I think this is, I am feeling a lot of this as just on my shoulders for mm. letting this happen. And so I'm just kind of following, but otherwise not making a lot of eye contact. It's interesting already the dynamic of at least two people thinking they're responsible for it. Not me though. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I mean, I guess just get in the car. And get ready to go find a banshee. Like I, I imagine, I just, I just sit down, buckle up, and wait for them to get in. Yeah, we're getting in. Yeah, absolutely. Shotgun. Dang, you know how sensitive my motion sickness is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, where are you guys headed? To whatever town the grave robbering was happening in. I guess we'll go figure out where people were buried. Like uh, obituaries. Need to go read obituaries or something. And, and find those names. And just from my experience, uh, like my hometown actually has the newspaper right on the square even. So I'm sure we'll find a local newspaper somewhere. We need more like a record of papers, I think, right? Like we probably want to go to a library. These weren't all like recent deaths, were they? No, huh? Yeah, so we probably want to go somewhere where they've got that thing that you can go through all the old issues of the paper. and. Oh, you mean microfish? Yeah, microfish, tiny, tiny fish. And they're, very, <laughs> they're a very delicious aperitif. Yeah, so probably hit hit the library in whatever one or more of those towns and look through old records and try and find names. Sure. All right, so we cut to the three of you sitting inside of a library in rural Illinois. Uh, you've got papers out uh, and TJ at the microfiche. Roll investigate a mystery. It's like microfiche. Yeah, it's from The Simpsons. Uh, that is a, an 11. All right, so you get a hold too. What is being concealed here? So what you find as you start to go through the microfish and you start to go through the different newspapers, you're able to find all of the obituaries for the graves that have been robbed so far. And the connecting factor that you have found is that they were all members of an old army platoon in World War One. Ooh. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll convey that to the guys. Yeah. Um, World War One, guys. It looks like it was an army platoon. So what was the fate of that platoon? That's a good question. Um, so then I'm going to go ahead and spend my last hold. Uh, what happened here? So what you can gather as you go through all the various obituaries of the graves that were robbed is that each person died of old age. There was no extenuating circumstances behind their deaths. Uh, they had families that were relatively well off. Okay, um, I'm going to convey that as well to the guys. Uh, it's interesting that they're all very well off. I, not to say that that's not important or anything, but what does that have to do with a banshee? No idea. I wonder if they were all buried with something specific that ties them to that platoon that's important to it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I mean, it would be weird, but I wonder if the grave robbers and the Banshee are just kind of two independent things that are happening. You know, maybe maybe the grave robbers are just grave robbers. All these people were wealthy. Maybe they were buried with wealth. Maybe the Banshees just got something else to do with it entirely, you know? Um, I want to look around for essentially local papers to see if there have been any deaths regarding this or any Anything other than just grave robbing? Like, were, was anyone hurt in the process? Stuff like that. Uh, no, you don't find anything that okay. there were any deaths or assaults or anything in correlation to the grave robbing. Okay. 
in the dossier, does it tell like of a pattern of the grave robbing? Uh, just that they have all been within the last month. Okay. Uh, my only thought from here is just to see who else was in this platoon and which ones have not been robbed yet and see if we can get ahead of this. Sure. We'll do a search. Roll investigate a mystery. Not as good. Uh, seven. You get a hold one. Uh, what is being concealed here in the sense of who is left over from that platoon? So you discover as you start to search that a lot of the people from this area got assigned to the same platoon. But there are three graves left for members of that platoon who also share an Irish last name. Okay, um... Guys, we got three different uh, members here, so maybe we should... No, maybe we shouldn't. I was going to say, maybe we should split apart and go check on each one of these, see what's up. Uh, I mean, I don't love that. I think we should just all head to the closest one for the moment. I mean, do we want to do that, or do we want to kind of figure out who their descendants are and go find out who's got money? Like, maybe one of them clearly has money that the other two don't, and we can kind of narrow it down just by driving by and seeing how big the house is or something. Yeah, that's a good thought. Sure, we can do that and then go check on each one of the graves and see what's up. Yeah, could we get like a last last known address for each of those people? Yeah. Okay, I mean, we could literally drive by and see how nice of a house each one of them is, and if two of them are modest, two bedrooms, and one of them's like a mansion... So you guys head around to the three different towns uh, that these men are from. It takes about an hour and a half. And they're all modest houses built early 1900s. Uh, they're still standing. Damn. Okay. Well, no clear lead off that. No, I, ch- I think we need to get there. Clearly, there's something from their past that's pissing off a banshee. And now it's it's hooked on doing something. Or I don't know anything about banshees. Do people control them? What the hell is happening? Yeah, uh, neither do I. I guess we should probably do some... Uh research on that if anything sure if you want to research a banshee we can roll investigate a mystery uh that's a 12 what can hurt it so the things that you discover as you start to search around the internet is that banshees seem to be affected by iron and salt you have some conflicting information about how they are affected by salt some people say that it is used as a way to protect against them. Some people say it can be used and weaponized against them. And then you also find a couple of claims that if a banshee is created by the corpse of a person, that if you can find the body and lay those bones to rest, uh, that the banshee will cease to be. But in contradiction to that, you also find that not all banshees are created by the deceased. Well, I have no iron or salt, so... Well, who wants the shotgun? Why? I have salt rounds for my shotgun. I've got cold iron for my sub. Oh. You should probably give that to him then. I'll hand over the shotgun, load it up with uh, my salt rounds. All right. I feel if I shot that shotgun, it would throw me back a bunch because my tough is like negative two. <laughs> nice. I'm holding the shotgun and I'm kind of like, man, I've never like really used a gun before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do you one even better. It's it's uh, one of those lever-cocked ones, so you yes. just like spin it like Terminator. Terminator <laughs> <laughs> LOL, just kidding. I played Modern Warfare 2. I just start teabagging in place. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Oof. All right, let's uh, hit the closest one here and hope. Okay. All right, so which one? One, two, or three? One. Somebody roll luck. I will. God, Six. So you make your way to the graveyard. How are you going to find the gravestone? Persistence. Fair. (laughs) Uh, So you guys start to wander through this graveyard. It is about eight o'clock at night by now. And you come across the grave and it has been opened. Shit. 
I want to jump down in there and start looking around and see exactly what happened to, like, it's been opened. Has anything been taken noticeably? Things okay. like that. Uh, roll investigative mystery. Uh, seven. You get a hold one. What happened here? You can see as you hop down that it has not been broken open, but it has been pried open, and something was taken from the inside pocket on the jacket. Guys, check this out. Looks like he had something in here. I'm going to use my goggles on the EMF and see if there's a, a trail of magic or some kind of uh, will-o'-the-wisp leavens. Uh, you do not see anything. Okay. Guys, I don't see anything magical or anything. Well, I mean, if it really is this thing doing it, I saw it fly, so it may not be strictly trackable. Well, we can go try and hit one or both of the other graves and either stand guard or we can dig one of them up and find out if they've all got something in that pocket and what it is. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Let's head to the next. Yeah, number two. Roll luck. I got it this time. That is a 12. So you guys pull up to the second graveyard and off onto the west side, you see someone hopping over the fence and running away. Oh, tearing ass after him or her. We don't know them. As the three of you start to peel off after this person, you start to hear this shriek in the sky and it gets louder and louder as it gets closer. I'm going to put on the earphones that he made for us. Everybody roll act under pressure. 13. Okay. 10. 5. Starting off strong. Ooh. Good man. So you guys slip on these headphones and you feel that the piercingness of the scream starts to get a little lower. And as it flies past you, it zooms down and you feel this shockwave hit you. Everybody takes two points of damage, armor defeating, and it continues on towards the person who is running away. The person running stops at the sound and you can see that they start to do something around themselves and the banshee tearing at them seems to hit an invisible wall and dissipates and then the person turns and continues to run i'm gonna keep going sprinting after uh same but i'm gonna look at what he did or they did oh so you're gonna stop and look at what happened yeah uh still tearing after the person uh so both of you roll tough the two of you chasing yeah eight six as this chase starts to unfold, task gets lost. Uh, Jake, you can kind of see this person. They are, it seems like parkour. They're going up the sides of buildings. They're going along rooftops. They're jumping down. You're able to keep them in sight. Uh, roll tough again. Can I roll no limits? Oh, to like super sprint? To, yeah, just like super jump and shit. Yes, like absolutely. Them. Uh, nine. Okay, so what is your side effect? Uh, one harm. Okay. I think that I just, I botch this motion and I hurt myself as I go, but. Yeah, so you do, you leap into the air uh, and you take a point of damage as you feel something in your calf muscle kind of pop. Oh. But you land right in front of them and it causes them to abruptly stop. What am I looking at? You see that there is someone in a long coat and a hat and a ski mask. All right. Do they have anything in their hands? At the moment, no. Do they have a bag or anything? Not that you can see. Well, I want to grab them. I'm going to use the chains because they have restraining. All right. So yeah, I want to nice. basically just throw the chain around this person and try and just like winch them up and, and keep their arms pinned around. To All right. Sides. Uh, roll kick some ass. Uh, eight. So you go to throw the chain around them and they take a step backwards as you whip the chain out and they fling something into your eyes and it starts to burn, but you feel the chain hit your other outstretched hand and you know that you have caught them. For the moment, you are blinded, but you can feel that they are struggling in the chain. 
Uh, all right. And I'm just going to yell out that I've got them and hope that these two can hear me and find where I am. Uh, so, TJ, roll investigate a mystery. You have stopped to look at whatever this person had done on the floor. Uh, that's a 11. You get a hold too. Uh, what is being concealed here? What you find is very simple. It is a circle of salt. And what happened here? It seems that what you found online about Banshees having a weakness to salt was not to being attacked by it, but using it as a defense. And that something about the salt on the earth made a barrier. And that when the Banshee hit this wall, it basically disrupted them and caused them to unform for the moment. Gotcha. Um, I want to try and collect this salt. It's going to take you a minute because it's in the grass and stuff. That's fine. All right. So Tass, roll, roll sharp. Uh, five. You were chasing after them, and you don't have any line of sight on Jake. Uh, and you turn around, and you see that TJ is on his hands and knees in the grass. TJ, are you okay? I'm fine. I'm just picking something up. Uh, so, Jake, as you are yelling out for your comrades trying to figure out where they're at, this person starts to maneuver, and you can feel the stuff in your eyes starting to burn more. Uh, roll act under pressure to try to keep them here. God, six. Uh, and you feel the chains get slack. This seems like a dumb idea. Whatever you're doing, you got a banshee on your ass, and we're probably the only three people who can help. And you hear the sound of footfalls. All right, then I'm just going to stand here and cry until I can see again. Yeah, as soon as you take some time to wipe your eyes out, it starts to clear up. He has a good cathartic sob. Had a, had a, had a good cry. <laughs> yeah. I'll go back and find them. Yeah, you find them. Person got away. Okay, third spot then. Let's go. All right. Yeah. So you guys pile back into the car and you head to the third spot uh, and it is empty. Oh, God. Oh, no. All right. Well, don't know what to do. Grave robber did it. The Banshee's after the grave robber. Seems like the Banshee's trying to do our job for us. Yeah, like it was protecting them, right? Is that what we're taking from this? Yeah, it seemed like it was trying to stop the grave robber from grave robbing and they knew how to deal with it without knowing what they took. I don't know if they are now more of a danger or less of a danger. Uh, in our research of the the platoon, um, were there any pictures or anything? Sure. Could we speculate by looking at some of these pictures? Maybe something that they had all all in common, something that they took to the grave with them, like a, a symbol or like a, a, a emblem or anything like that? Uh, yeah. So as you kind of have this idea, you start to go back through your phone's search history and you do find some images from past Memorial Days uh, when these soldiers were still alive. And you find photos of the group of them all together at the various town parades. And they all in one of the photos every year are holding up what looks like a dog tag. But as you zoom in to examine it closer, you can see that it's actually made of gold and it has some kind of a knot on it. What is that? Do you have any idea? I have no clue. All I know is that it's a dog tag with a knot on it, but it ties them all together somehow. Maybe it's something that they all had a stake in, and maybe this is some kind of treasure hunt or something. I, I'm I'm only thinking about Grandpa Simpson I know you right are. now. <laughs> I was getting ready to say, I promise you this is not the Flying Hellfish storyline. <laughs> I mean, I would guess that the knot is maybe some kind of, some piece of mythology or history or lore that we just don't know about this might be like a lucky thing maybe they the reason that they all survived so long and died of old age is because they all had this token of luck maybe this guy's collecting them for some reason yeah um with that in mind can we look these dog tags and this knot up uh under a meaning of the symbol or anything uh roll investigate a mystery uh that's 11 again okay you get a hold too what is being concealed here 
Uh, so what you find is that the knot that you see is a Celtic knot. It is a symbol used for safety in passage, both through life and in the afterlife. Okay, guys, I'm, I'm thinking I'm getting a picture here. It's almost like the reason these guys probably survived World War One in the first place was maybe those, these knots helped them to, to do that. Yeah, I mean, if these things really work, if this is real... It would stand to reason that somebody else would want to have them. Right. Well, I haven't tried this in a minute, but I guess I'm going to try to focus in and trust my gut on what to do with this situation. All right. So roll it. Oh, my God. Seven. What does it get you? Uh, that gets me pointed in the general direction, but I don't know exactly where to go. So as you stand here at this empty grave... 10 o'clock at night in Illinois. And you go through the different pieces of information that you have, knowing that they seem to have some protective meaning. There is a set of them and that someone is gathering them from the graves. The only thing that you can think of is that either this person must be a collector of things like this or they work for someone who is. Oh, no. Guys, mm -hmm. who do we know that's a collector of arcane items that doesn't mind tangling with, uh, well, arcane dangers. Strom, is that supposed to be the answer? Was that your? Is that who's doing this? I, I think it is. I think it is. Ew, ew. Um, I mean, we can figure out if that's the case, but if it is, not much we can do about it at this point. Uh, yeah. I mean, nobody's really been hurt here, but I have no clue what she's gonna be doing with these. Obviously, um. I don't know what else to do, though. Like, if the Banshee was essentially trying to protect the graves and the last grave has been robbed, the grave robber got away, Strom's going to get her merchandise, we can try to recover the stuff and rebury it with the guys if it's that important, but we're going to have to cut a deal. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing that's in my head is I don't like the thought of them not having this. They had them for a reason and it isn't okay for them to just be taken. So what do you say we just haul ass and try to get ahead of whoever this is before they can turn it in? You mean like stake out Strom's building and try and bag this person before they go inside? Maybe. Otherwise, you're right. We're going to have to make a deal. Yeah, sure. There's no knowing that they're going to go to her house and rendezvous with her in the penthouse, but I guess that's the only lead we have. Yeah. Let's go. All right. So we cut to you guys pulling into the alley that Jake had previously parked in across from where Strom's penthouse is. And as you guys pull up and you turn the car off, you see someone walking out of Strom's place in a long, dark coat and a fairly jaunty hat. And she is walking over to a bright red Mustang and climbing into the driver's seat. How are we oriented to that Mustang? Uh, you are essentially across the street from it, like... Like T-bone position? Yeah. My car has got the tough tag. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> I want to basically go smash into the back end of that car, kind of fishtail it. All right. Uh, roll act under pressure. No, give me give me not cool moves to roll now, please. Uh, eight. So, yeah, you can streak across out of this alley and hit this car in the back. But there's going to be a cop there that sees it happen because <laughs> you are in downtown Chicago. True. The car is going to knock into one of the local businesses on the first floor. Or you think it's going to be loud enough that Strom will hear it from her penthouse. I think I'm going to go with Strom hearing it. So you guys jump out of this alley across traffic 
and into the back of this red Mustang as it starts to pull away. And the back of it crumples sideways and the back wheel comes off underneath Jake's car and everyone's horns start going off. You hear (laughs) alarm systems going off and this woman starts to climb out of her car. I just climb out the driver's side and go, whoops, and just grab her and I just start demanding answers. Like, I just want to grab her by the lapels and be like, it's nice to see you again. I assume you've already given the things we need to the mummy in the penthouse. Roll read a bad situation. Uh, Eight. You get a hold one. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? As you grab a hold of her, she feels different than the last time you had the weight of her in a chain. And you can feel that when you grab hold of her, when she plants herself, it feels different. Like you expect to walk up to her, grab her by the lapel and kind of lift her to you. And she stands. She stays still. Um, okay. Is there something you'd like? God damn it. And I kind of let go of the lapels. And I'm like, who are you? What are you? What are you? Who are you? Why are you hitting my car? Because I was chasing you out of a graveyard hours ago to try and get the things you stole. Oh. And I assume they're gone. You're the gentleman with the chain. The very same. Oh, sorry about the eyes, but you startled me. Well, that was the goal. Sorry, my name's Jake. What's your name? Well, hi, Jake. They call me Nat. So you work for Strom? I wouldn't say work for. Work with? Oh, a debt to? Ugh. All right. I sympathize. You know, like I like when she says that, I'm just like, God, me too. Like, it's hard to hate this person now because I'm in the exact same position. All right. I know how that is. I don't know you. Can you tell us anything about why she wanted those things, what they were, why you took them? And while she does, I want to gather the tire, lift up the car and try and bend things back to where they need to be. <laughs> All right. Uh, so roll no limits. And I'll let this count as kind of the whole event. 12. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so she actually hops up on the trunk of the car as you are holding it up and watches you work. I didn't really get a whole lot of information about it, just that there was a set of them that she wanted. She had heard they'd been used a couple hundred years ago and that a group of soldiers found them during a war and they had them and it granted them good luck. And she thought it might be a nice thing to have because they only work if there's some kind of a bond between the group. And so you have to have the right number of people to match the number of pendants. Does Strom have like a cadre that she's going to share these with? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, have you been inside of her place? (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes she just (laughs) likes to collect shit, it seems like. Yeah. Do you happen to know if there's going to be any adverse effects to the dead who lost those? Not as far as I know. If there had been, I I don't think I would have done it. All right. Well... Thank you. I'm sorry I gathered you up in chains. It's a rough life out here, and sometimes I jump to conclusions. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'll set the the repaired car back down, I guess, and just be like, that's all, I guess. I'll see you around. I'm all right. I mean, unless one of these two has something to chime in with, like, that's, I'm done. Hi. Hey. We're in the back seat. Still. <laughs> yeah, you never got out. In the, yeah, in the broken car. His car's not broken. This is fine. So you finish up her car and you set it back down and she hops down and kicks the tire and inspects it and gives it a nod. Do you have insurance? Yeah, but do we need it? Well, I mean, there's the whole issue with my fender and everything. I mean, look at that paint. (sighs) My rates are going to go up so high. (laughs) We could just trade cars. No, absolutely not. I'll give her my insurance information, I guess. (laughs) Which is... And yeah, so she takes a copy of it, and you see she clicks a picture of it with her phone and hands it back to you. You seem to be awful handy in a pinch, lifting cars. Thank you. 
I'd like to think so. You are awfully quick. It's true. What do you typically do? You just like a snatch and grab kind of person? You a thief? Yeah, I guess if you want to break it down to D&D classes. Yeah, I'm a paladin. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. What are they? Are they your squires? Uh, let's see. Boy, what are you now, Tass? You're a warlock almost. I don't know. And you... Well, I'm a I'm a gnome uh, mechanist, obviously. Yeah, he's an, he's an artificer. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, he's he's an artificer. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if, you know, you don't seem like a bad person. So, well, I guess you have my information now. If you ever need anything, let us know. You know, again, shit's rough out here. The bigger network we can build, the better. Oh, all right. And she uh, fishes a card out of her pocket, and it's got nothing on it except a phone number. And she hands it to you. Thanks. Put it in my pocket. And she climbs into her car and drives away. Bye. See ya. Is this a good moment for using one of your questions? Do you have one in mind? What is she going to use those for? Yeah. I mean, I just try and talk to her to begin with. I guess if it comes down to it, I might use a question, but... All right, let's go. As you guys approach the front door and the doorman says, is she expecting you? Should be. And he opens the door. Yeah, we'll go up. Now you guys get into the elevator. It opens at the top floor and Strom is standing there. Hi. How are you? Oh, me? I'm I'm great. Yes, you specifically. We have pushed him to the front. He's the new face of the group. That's right. <laughs> uh, so we were trying to solve that whole grave robbing thing that evidently you had your hands in. I understand that you have the loot now. I don't really think that there's much we can do to stop you from collecting shit. I don't especially care. As long as nothing bad's going to happen to those souls, you know, as long as you didn't rob them of their afterlife or anything, we're I have no quarrel with you. So is that going to happen? Is anything bad going to happen? Otherwise, I'm, we might have to like strike a deal to get those back from you. Oh, the soldiers? Yeah. I just gave them luck in life. Can I try and read her, essentially, see if I feel like she's telling me the truth? You don't need to. All right. I mean, I'm, I'll just kind of turn back to these guys. Like, this is what she does. She's got a lot of other things. I don't know how dangerous these could be. They just give you good luck. And they only work if you've got them kind of spread out with the whole set, right? Be like, do you have like a cadre? Are you going to hand these out to your as friendship tokens to all your favorite people and, and get a luck circle going? Well, there's an idea if all of my people who worked closely for me had one. And, you know, I just turn back to these two, like, it's probably not going to make that much of a difference. She seems to pull her shit off when she wants to anyway. So those guys are okay. We didn't get to this one in time. But as far as the end result goes, this seems pretty inoffensive. The only question that comes to mind that seems important to me is, are you a middleman with these? I mean, I'm a middleman with everything. If someone's got the right thing, I don't have much I wouldn't give up. All right. I just am hoping this isn't just another thing that's going to end up in Nash's hands. Oh, I see. I see. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I have the deep-rooted sensation that if Nash gets what he wants, I'll find a lot of my work drying up. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I just nodded at her and I'm like, yeah, we've I mean, we've kind of had this conversation before. She knows like the world ends. World ends for her, too. So I'm a big fan of the Earth because it holds all my really cool stuff. <laughs> I hate that I like you. I get right. that a lot. I bet. <laughs> I uh, I don't suppose you have like a complete inventory of things you possess, do you? Oh, sure. Could we have a, like a copy of it? No. All right. Why? Well, I'm just thinking that if the time ever comes that we really need something that you've gotten, we knew it, that we could kind of prepare ahead of time to cut deals with you if we wanted to, you know, but if we don't know that you have something, we can't come to you for it. I do have a list that I give out to interested clientele, I'd say it's 90% complete. You're more than welcome to a copy of that. Yeah, sure. Of course, beware. Inventory's always changing. 
Fair. For example, I just got in a lovely set of necklaces <laughs> <laughs> that grant luck to a certain number of wares. Yeah, and see, that's kind of like, that could be beneficial to us at some point, you know? We alone couldn't use them, but if we had a fuller squad, we could. Knowing that you have those, that could be something we're interested in one day, so we can think ahead now. So yeah, if we can get that list, we can think ahead about some other stuff. Sure. And she goes over to a uh, file cabinet that is right by the door into the deals room, and she pulls out a big folder that's got a dozen copies of this, and she makes a scribble on it, and she scratches something out and hands it to you. I'm not going to look at it right now. I'll fold it up and put it away. Last thing before we go, do you have any idea what happens to that banshee that was guarding them? Oh, it shouldn't come back. Okay. The banshee wasn't guarding them. It was trying to retrieve what was taken from it, and it could only locate it every time it was touched for the first time. Oh, good thing to know about these necklaces. Yes. Luckily, they come with instructions on how to protect against a banshee. All right. Good to see you again. You as well. And she pushes the button for the elevator, and it opens for you. Oh. Uh, one more thing before we go. Yes. You remember that book I almost took from you that's about like the gods, the five divine beings and stuff? Oh, yes. I assume you've read that. Yes. See, I didn't really get a chance to. Um, what are they and where are they? Do you know? Are they on a different plane or something? I do know. Um, and she looks around the room. Have you come across any interesting information lately nothing big just we've done a lot of this for free i'd sure like to make a trade hmm what interesting information have we come across recently i think without realizing it i'm kind of looking up out of the corner of my eye at the spear on my back i'm i'm not going to give that <laughs> i'm not gonna talk about your sure secret, and that's so. fair i don't think i, I think <clears throat> i'm just kind of like hmm that's important. What's something that's I can't think of anything that's really happened to us lately. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we all we all look completely different. We're all like, hmm, hmm, oh, can't think of anything interesting. Um, huddle. Okay, okay. Uh, one moment, please, and huddle up. You guys oh. accidentally huddle in the elevator, and it closes. And goes <laughs> <down>. <laughs> um, would it be better or worse to mention the Koshay being free situation? I don't see how it could hurt. Yeah, I feel like even a half an ally against that guy is better than not. All right, unhuddle. I'm glad I could be part of this huddle. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just breathing deep our scent as we talk about it. Mm, is that a new deodorant? Um, yeah, I'll I'll turn back to Strom. Does the name Koshe the Deathless mean anything to you? And you see that her breath catches, like she kind of sits back on her heels a little bit. Uh I have heard that name. Well, he's out there now, so oh, that's new. That is new. That's very new. Boys, come have a seat. And she gestures to the door that leads downstairs to where, you know, like the big dining area is and all the tables and everything. Yeah, follow. Absolutely. Yep. So you guys go downstairs onto the second floor where she holds all of her galas and her auctions. And she indicates to a table, and she goes into the kitchen and grabs a platter out and sets it on the table, and it's got various snacks. And she walks away, and then she comes back, flipping through the book. So do you know, back in Greek mythology, how gods would have illegitimate children, so you'd have all these half-gods? I think I remember something about that, like um, somebody turned into a goose or a bull or something, and then they did it with that animal? Yeah, or like Hercules, if you don't want to talk about bestiality. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> You're ewed by your own thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Zeus was weird. So these gods that you know, the Defender and 
the anarchists and all those, they're like that. They're not the originals. They're the children of the originals. And there used to be 10 of them. And in overthrowing their parents, four of them died. Koshay is one of the parents. He was the original god of death. Oh, shit. Why? Um, because he's on the loose and coming for his. And she sits down. She's kind of excited. I'd heard that they couldn't kill him because of who he is. And they had entrapped him somewhere just to keep him there where he couldn't get out and couldn't go over the world. And I'm physically kind of like, hmm, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's escaped and he's going after his children? That seems more or less to be the way of it. Oh, I've never had any kind of dealings with one of the ancient gods before. There's rumor that he could bring the others back if he found the right sacrifices, that he could bring back his brothers and sisters. Who were the other old gods? I don't know. Koshe is the only one that I've ever heard of. Everything is just speculation and rumors because there's really no recorded record that has survived. All of the gods that you know now, the Defender and his siblings tried to purge everything from the earth of the existence of their parents because, well, how does a god get strength but by people's belief in them? Do you know where they reside? They're on another plane of existence. It sounds dumb, but it's like Olympus. It's just another place that you can get to if you know how. So... TJ looked like he's going to go, I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy it. I The whole idea that he's around, but they got rid of all the people that believe in him how is he so powerful still well i mean they weren't able to kill him they had somehow weakened him they'd taken something from him i mean if koshe is one of the old gods and there are more of them and they all have kind of a domain you know he's the god of death then there makes sense that there's a god of life that there's a god of this and that and if he wants to bring him back i don't know that that's a bad thing yeah, we, we, we don't know a lot right now. We don't know it's a bad thing. We don't know it's a good thing. If only we could find a way to communicate with them, with the rest of them directly, we might be able to ask some questions like, did they take over because they thought they were doing something righteous or did they just want to be the ones in charge? Yeah. Well, anyway, that is huge. Thank you. Yes, of course. It's good to know he's out there. Probably time to get to work. All right. So you guys are back in TJ's subterranean lair. Uh, so it is uh, some shopping time. Everybody gets four points from the last two. We won't really spend much time at the end of this, I think, going over each individual mystery because they've all come up pretty clean as to what was going on. Uh, but, you know, I think it was the uh, ramifications of the end of the last episode of Tass getting this vision and Jake leveling up in his playbook shift. But because these events were already underway, as soon as we add in the element that you guys had to drive there and then you guys spent time driving around to the houses, uh, the grave that you went to last was the first one robbed. Oh, uh, yeah. And so when you lost her at the second grave, she was headed back to Chicago already. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so that was that was strictly timing that once I started the clock, Jake could teleport and you guys were all kicking ass. And then we kind of got uh, hung up with dinner with TJ's parents and... <laughs> That ate about, you know, 24 hours of the shot clock. Nice. So anything anybody wants to buy? I was about to say, well, more ammo, but I didn't. we didn't actually use any of it, so <laughs> good there. I can go ahead and buy one battery, I guess. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of anything. I mean, I guess maybe I need like a utility belt now that I didn't need before. That's the only thing I could think of. He's so, just slowly trying to turn himself into Batman. To hold your various chains and guns and knuckles. and Yeah, like I have to actually carry my few weapons on my person now. So not anything as intricate as Tass's, but like a utility belt bandolier thing. I think that one gear point, you could get something that will just hold your various accoutrements in a way that you can get to it without having to reach into a back pack mid-fight. This might be more involved because it's manipulating something I already have, so mm-hmm. stop me if <laughs> this is dumb, but I thought about just trying to add a tag to the knife I have. I just have a basic-ass knife, mm. and I would love to, like, coat just the blade in silver or just something that gives it that little extra. Yeah, I think that for two gear points, you can add whatever tag. Uh, I mean, you have access right now to a couple of people, so yeah, that's no problem. Okay, I think I'm going to do that. All right. Does anybody else want to get anything? Um, I would like to upgrade my stun knuckles and give them another point of damage. Can I do that? Yeah. Um. So since you bought those already existing, those were in the book, right? Brass knuckles were in the book. Oh, right. And they were one point of damage. Yeah, they were one point and they had two tags and I sw- traded one of the tags for stun mm. to keep with like the lightning theme. And then they were two damage. Correct. Do they cost you three points? Uh, if I remember right, yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it would cost essentially four points to get that extra point of damage so that you're paying kind of exponential upgrade for the points of damage. Okay, I'm going to do that. All right, so what do you guys want to do next? I think we should go and do the U.S. Highway 30. I don't care what Jake thinks. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're no longer the Divine, he's sick of you calling shots. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing new there. I'm the smartest member of this team now. <laughs> You've always been the smartest member of it's this team. It's true. Technically. Thank you. I said technically. I know you <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah, let's do the highway. Um, that one's technically closer. Hopefully it's something we could get done faster and then try to find the hunters as soon as we can after that. So inside the dossier, what it tells you is that some IPT semis keep getting hijacked on the highway, that the drivers are not stopping. They are driving straight through. But on this long stretch of highway, they are getting ambushed by motorcycles. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're good. Good to head that way. Do we want to come up with a plan first? Well, I mean, yeah, we can do that. Well, no, we shouldn't do that on the way in case we need anything. Shoot. All right. One stretch of highway, bunch of motorcycles robbing semis. What's the best way to deal with motorcycles? Can I kind of focus in here and try to like force a vision? Oh, yeah. You can do your uh, beginning of mystery move. Cool. You just grunt real hard. <gasps> And a vision comes out. I see <laughs> red veins in my eyes. <laughs> Wait, why are there stars? Uh. You're grunting too hard. <laughs> yeah. Shoot, dude. That's a f- uh, 13. All right. What does that get you again? All the visions. Every yeah. vision. Rev will tell you exactly how to win. Mm-hmm. Quit. <laughs> There's no other it, way. I knew it. I put my badge down and I leave. Uh, no, it's it reads as the keeper will reveal a useful detail about the coming mystery. Useful. Seems unnecessary. Yeah. He's just getting more aggressive. Yeah. We're going to have to have him neutered. <laughs> <laughs> he walks in the door at some point and just starts growling at Harvey. We're like, what the fuck is happening? No, I think what it is is I just go, hello, Jake. Hello, fellows. And just become very dead inside. <laughs> was that after you're neutered? After, yes, yeah, after yeah, yeah. Oh, neutered, yeah. He was talking about your behavior to be neutered. Oh. I see. Um, so as you're standing there, this vision comes to you. And there's a long stretch of highway. The sun is high. 
and there's grass on either side of the road as far as you can see. And you're moving very quickly, and you realize that you are seeing from the point of view of the semi-driver, and you can see them checking their rear view mirror, and these motorcycles are coming over the hill behind them, and there must be a dozen of them. And all around you, you hear the howling of wolves. And then you're back. Okay, whoa, that was a good one. I, I saw these bikers coming up to a semi and there was wolf howling. From the bikers? It seemed like it was sort of all around, but yeah, I, I think so. Is this a werewolf motorcycle gang? That is the dopest shit. I don't want to stop them. I want to join them. <laughs> Give me all that wolf serum. <laughs> and just take all three and jam it into his chest. <laughs> I'm one of you. <laughs> uh, I mean, assuming that it's correct, if silver hurts those, I have bullets for my 38 for that. And my spear is silver. I, I, my knife actually is too, now that I think about it. Yeah, I mean, we could get some silver gear ready to go. What else hurts werewolves? Wolfsbane? Is, I mean, it's literally called Wolfsbane. In theory, Isn't let's try to figure it out. I mean, it helped during our uh, our training in the VR. Well, that's true. I just jammed it down their throats and they just were like, ah. That is accurate. <laughs> that happened. Hey, good pull, TJ. Yeah, I forgot that one. Me too. Um, My job's here done. I'll see you later, guys. <laughs> I was good until that outro line. <laughs> my my thought was, should we be in the semi? Like, should we just set a trap for them? We're riding in the back. And when they come up to rob the semi, that we're there to handle it. Yes. Yes. Oh, let's put your car in, in the that. semi. Yes. 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 Absolutely. This is getting so fast and furious. I love it. Uh, are we past the point of spending gear points before this? I assume we are. Uh, no, no, go for it. How much is a motorcycle? <laughs> Shit. Uh, so we, I think before it was uh, two points. What did we say? Two points and axle or four points and axle when you got the car? <laughs> I think it was two points and axle and then the tags or something. Wait a minute. Like, they really don't have axles well, on motorcycles. Yeah, technically. I'm, I'm going to convert from the car, you see. Oh, I see. <laughs> Because I want to motorcycle joust these guys real bad. It was it was a point per tire, essentially. Okay, a so, point per tire. Uh, so, yeah, it would be two points plus whatever tags you are going to have on it. Man, I assume, I mean, realistically, though, this takes some time, right? To buy a motorcycle? No. <laughs> I mean, you, you just guys, walk into you guys Walmart have and get jobs, a motorcycle. You have money, do. yeah. You can go to any Okay, I thought if I'm adding, you know, tags and stuff. Well, yeah, I think it depends on the tags that you're okay, adding. Okay, okay. Well, let me peek at these real fast. Depending on the tags, you'd be able to get it today. Okay, so based off of the tags that I'd written down way back... When we built Jake's car, mm. here's what I would be thinking for a motorcycle fast, which is worth one gear point mm. tough, which is worth two mm -hmm. and intimidating, which is worth one. I I'm, I'm going to get the feeling that if I wanted a spot for like concealed weapons, that that's more involved. Yeah, you could probably get something that has concealed weapons. Maybe you could conceal two things, but it's going to cost you more points because you're going to get it from someone pretty shady. Oh, I'm I'm OK to spend a little extra cash for that. All right. So instead of the eight that it would cost you for this, I think it'll cost you eleven. Like as you're looking at it, he's you're starting to look over the bike and he's like, yeah, don't, don't mind that there's no serial number. Awesome. Uh, I am down for that. I will spend those eleven points. For my beautiful bike. All right. Can I buy silver gear? Yes. How much is it for ammunition? Uh, it is one. 
Just one? Yeah, for, okay. for a combat use. Cool. Uh, can I also uh, build some caltrops with my fabrication workshop? Yeah, roll it. Uh, that's 11. Yeah, no problem. You are able to make some caltrops. Nice. So if you know in advance that you're going to go and be inside of this semi, what's the setup inside? Are we putting both of our vehicles inside of the semi? Are you putting the motorcycle in the trunk of the... Is it Russian nesting vehicles? Yeah, exactly. Matryoshka <laughs> dolls. And then I just get like a, a unicycle. <laughs> it's like the bat pod. Like right. the bike blows up and you're just on one wheel. Um. Yeah, I think we could do both in it. Okay. Uh, in what order, I guess? What arrangement? How are we coming out of this thing? I think it would be the most impactful car first. Like ramp coming down that we can kick out and you facing so that, you know, you come down on the road facing the right way. Does that sound right? Or do you want to charge them? I think blaring headlights at them and roaring the engine would be kind of tight when the doors open. I kind of want to come out facing them. Okay, then I think I'll do the opposite is I'll try to kind of slide down so that I'm going with them, the ones that get around you. Okay. And then where's TJ going to be? I'm probably going to be up in the semi. Okay. Like, uh, I'll control the door and all that. And then if I need to keep things off of the semi, then I can just be right there for it. So we jump ahead. Jake's car is positioned facing out in the back of this semi. Behind it is Tass's new motorcycle. They are both perched on their vehicles, waiting to go. TJ is roaming back and forth between the cab of the semi and the back of the semi because there is a door between so that you can get to everything you need to access. As you're walking, TJ, there are about six or seven black cases, and you know this is what they're transporting. Cool. Can I look in the cases? Uh, Sure. So as TJ passes by, he stops and looks down at the black IPT case and looks around to see if anybody is watching and clicks it open. And what he finds is rows and rows of werewolf serum. I knew it! Yeah. <laughs> I knew it! And in the distance, we hear the rumbling of motorcycles and the howling of wolves. and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Good evening, and welcome to Strange Air. I am your host, Malcolm Smith, and I'll be here for the next four hours taking your calls as we explore the outer regions of reality. Ten years ago, Malcolm Smith vanished from the face of the earth. One moment, he was on the air in the middle of a sentence, and the next moment, he was gone. People will believe anything. So, what do you think happened? I believe your father staged the whole thing. I believe your daddy was taken. Do you believe in miracles? I guess people believe what they want to believe. I believe I'll have a little more wine. It's time you heard the truth about your father! You're completely insane. Did someone hit you? Leave me alone! What's going on?! I'm going to find my father. Strange Air. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit strangeairpodcast.com for more information.